Damn, Daniel! Welcome to As Seen on Internet, episode 13, the show that brings you the tech news you need to know, as well as the most amazing internet we can find. I am Ben Foster, and with me, as always, is... Amit Wadera. Uh, coming up on today's show, we will break down the wow, the sad, and the love of Facebook reactions. We'll talk about the New York Times' 20 most shared stories of 2015, and then we'll share... Damn, Daniel! Damn, Daniel! <laughs> wow, that was a, that was a fun thing. Everybody, it was it, it was funny. I teach at DePaul University. I'm an adjunct professor there, and so one of the cool things about teaching this class is, you know, we can kind of create a textbook for it, you know. But it's so much more fun to talk about it live. And every, I mean, these are obviously kids, but everyone had seen uh, "Damn Daniel" this week, and uh, it, it was a couple interesting, other interesting things that I got from this class. Uh, always thinking about the kids these days uh, and what's coming next. We we did in the first thing. What was the one platform they couldn't live without? Uh, what would you guess if it was? Uh, probably if it was five years ago, maybe Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably not anymore. I'm yeah. guessing what. Snapchat, Instagram? It was Instagram. It was Instagram was the one thing. And I think maybe half of them probably didn't even realize that Facebook owned it. They, they thought that <laughs> Facebook was was not even a part of it, um, but absolutely owned it. And then Snapchat uh, was also up there as well. And I tried to get into Snapchat. A network is only as good as those you're connected to. Um, Do you ever go through what I'm loving with Snapchat is the discover feature mm -hmm. with all the different things on yeah, there? Yeah, publishers are doing a lot of really cool work there. Yeah. I was When I was in a cab, I was in New York City this week in a cab and I went through every single thing on there just to kind of see how it's actually so funny I did the same thing like two it's, days ago it's yeah it's cab. like hypnotic it's yeah. like hypnotic looking at that stuff it's ESPN does a really good job yeah. I really like their content it's there. like it's kind of like when you want this is the discover feature it's up at the top all the publishers are on there uh, Wall Street Journal all the way down yeah. to uh, MTV had one on there as well too and it was it was kind of like you know, when you watch Sports Center and you don't really want, you want information, but you just want to kind of veg right. and chill. It was just like reading, like, even the journal. I was like, oh, this is a relaxing experience right. uh, to go about doing it. So we talked about those two things. The other thing that that I noticed that I want to share uh, with this podcast community that was particularly interesting is we gave a lot of examples of brands interacting with each other, right? The, being enabled by social media, being able to comment on things. And everyone just loved it. They thought mm -hmm. it was the funniest thing when brands did this. They, they We saw it in both ways. Um, there were brands that were going after you know, celebrities like Kanye. You can call that brands interacting. But even some of the, the stuff we've seen in the past of people going after each other. And it was just – they loved it. They thought it was like a really cool way. They could remember some of these examples more than any of the other uh, content examples that we have on there. So uh, it was really three cool insights to kind of take out from there about you those. see a lot of that in the Super Bowl. I mean yeah. that's like – Probably when you see the most brands in, um, you know, social media war rooms and, yeah. you know, we saw it, we saw it a decent amount this year. I think we saw quite a bit last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's something that's definitely on the rise. And I know I've seen articles in media that rip on this trend saying that it's just marketers talking to marketers. And I, I get that. That 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 is an obvious argument to make. But I, I guess from this, you know, sharing with these 23 young kids. <laughs> however much I had, um, they all loved it. They thought it was absolutely hilarious uh, when they could go to do that, more so than, than many other pieces of content that we shared. So 
the media's wrong, <laughs> at least in this small end of 23 uh, that I go out there. So before we get into the news, I uh, want to go through two of our uh, favorite segments where we talk about products hunts of the week. Uh, some of the best product hunts that we've seen posted on the website, producthunt.com, as well as amazing internet, the stuff that is cool that people are sharing. Let's go into product hunts first. Amit, what was your product hunt of the week? Uh, mine was Robin Health. R-O- Robin. R-O-B-I, not robbing your health. Yeah, not, not robbing your health. <laughs> like yeah, Robin definitely Hood, not. Robin Hood. Like Robin Hood, uh, Robin Health. Um, this is where the pharmacy can come to you. Um, it's prescription drugs um, that you would normally have to go to a retail store uh, or over-the-counter delivery. Um, it's an app where you essentially enter in your prescription, um, enter in this, you schedule when you want your prescription delivered, yeah. and then within an hour to an hour and a half for a small fee, they'll deliver your prescription huh. for you. So, so do super... they talk to the doctor? Like they get? Yeah. So what they also offer is twenty-four-seven pharmacy pharmacy consultation. Okay. So um, if you need to talk to a pharmacist, if you need uh, your doctors to contact the pharmacist, the app can do that for that's you. Cool. And that's for free. So that's kind of like built into the charge yeah. of, of the delivery. Um, there's some other competitors out there. Um, this is kind of the, the latest one. It's a startup um, in San Francisco. So I think we'll probably see, you know, the best one um, out of these. The other ones include Zip Drug and Pill Pack. Um, as some of the bigger ones that have already gone through VC funding. Cool. Um, so I think we'll we'll see kind of the best ones rise to the top. But again, it's part of that trend of Instacart-type delivery services, Uber-type services, um, and now it's coming towards uh, pharmacy. That's cool. Ben, what did you see? All right. So it is no surprise to you longtime listeners of the show uh, that I'm in love with Twitch. The no. Play, <laughs> the place where people I, – I watched it when I was traveling this week. Um, a whole bunch to go on there. Twitch is like my favorite thing. Um, I am obsessed with what is going to be the next topic on Twitch. What is going to be I, the next well, thing? Well, before you start, I mean, just just so just to recap. Yeah. So it's not just specifically Twitch, though, is no. it? I mean, it's it's live, live streaming, streaming in yes. general, right? Yes. Yes. So there's a number of different apps on the market. Twitch is kind of one of the leaders, though. Right? Yep. Yep. So. The it is it is the live streaming in general. It is a different medium, although both are video based, it is a different medium than recorded video. It's like watching improv theater versus Shakespeare's Henry V. Uh, it, it is just completely different. So I'm trying to see what comes next. I, I think there might be something in healthcare. Uh, there might be something in food, in, in cooking. But somebody went and posted on Product Hunt a site called Flex. Flex, F-L-E-X, Flex. Uh, and it is Twitch for workouts. And I shared this in the class this morning, you can live stream people who are doing aerobics or yoga or Pilates or whatever it is, and you can quickly kind of just follow along with the person. It's it, it, There's no shortage of YouTube videos that are aerobic exercises or, or anything like that, but it's just different. There's no shortage of people playing video games on YouTube, but it, but it's something different. It's almost kind of like what one of the, my students compared it to. Uh, this morning was almost like kind of going to a class, like having that live interaction versus watching a tape. I mean, right. video tape's been around since the 80s of right. <laughs> people working out and stuff. But everybody was really intrigued with it because they compared it uh, directly to like attending a class at a gym. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really, really cool and really interesting that was on there. Half of the half of the point of, of even going to the gym is to have kind of that interaction yeah. 
Uh, but if you can get it through through Twitch, then, yeah. um, you know, why do you need to go to the gym anymore? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of an interesting application. Yeah. Of it. Somebody else brought up the point where they always wanted to try new <clears throat> classes. Uh, you know, like I remember when I started trying to take classes in yoga, it was really, I, I don't know, do guys take yoga? What am I doing? I should just <laughs> hang out on the treadmill. Um, but there's kind of something cool to having that class experience in the privacy of your own home. And when you can't do uh, the particular routine, it's a lot easier to just chill and not do it than it is to be surrounded by people and maybe <laughs> pushing yourself too hard. It was like a great way uh, to kind of bring people in to, uh, to do it to go there. So going from what people are live streaming in their workouts to what people are talking about live, uh, let's look at some of the most amazing things people created and shared on the internet this week. Amit, what was your piece of amazing internet this week? So... Uh, this weekend is uh, everyone's uh, favorite day. If you're a movie fan, the Oscars are finally here. Um, and just in time for the Oscars um, and just in time to take Hollywood's uh, brightest down a peg before we <laughs> shower them in awards. Um, Jimmy Kimmel last night um, had some of Hollywood's royalty read mean tweets. <laughs> and mean tweets have become such a That's amazing. cool phenomenon. It's a funny phenomenon. I think, um, you know, Twitter can definitely become uh, maybe a little bit too hostile sometimes. But um, when you have kind of a, a person that can take a joke um, in stride and read these mean tweets in that, you know, very uh, deadpan voice, it comes across really funny. Yeah. Um, so they had uh, like George Clooney do it. Uh, Jessica Chastain, big A list. It's yeah, crazy. tier A A list yeah. celebs. So um, they had Eddie Redmayne uh, read one. Who's he that? was. I'm, uh, not, I'm not into the Hollywood. I think he was the actor that was in um, the movie about um, the thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, complete blank. Uh, t- um, Stephen Hawking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stephen Stephen Hawking. Um, so they have uh, Eddie Redmayne, um, and he is the actor that was um, in the Stephen Hawking movie. Yep. Um, so they had him read a tweet, um, in his British accent. So he said, Eddie Redmayne looks like someone tried to erase his nose, but couldn't completely. I also think he looks perpetually dehydrated. <laughs> like just an amazing tweet. It's Those two people, things. man. <laughs> Anyways, Eddie took it in, in awesome style. Um, you can find, uh, that, that whole video on, on YouTube. I know Twitter is simultaneously, and this is what we're going to talk about Twitter and some of their product changes a little later on. Twitter's simultaneously the best and worst thing to ever happen to the internet. Like, it's crazy when you see all this stuff that that occurs when people can talk to each other. And it's also crazy to see all this stuff that occurs when everybody can talk to each other. It's kind of just (laughs) simultaneously uh, the best and worst thing. Ben, what'd you see? All right. Me and everyone, I think, saw this. I did my horrible impression of the young man (laughs) doing the damn Daniel video. And so this started off... um, Let's explain what it is. Because I can't. Uh, it's it's this kid, very, very uh, good-looking lad. He's well-dressed. Daniel. Daniel. Is this not Dan? But Daniel, uh, walking around, and a narrator. Josh. Josh comes on and says, Damn, Daniel! He has his, he has, he has a really good impression. He has this um, really kind of great, it, it's just him wearing new, new, new things over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's him wearing cool stuff, uh, looking good. And then he comes out back at it again with the white vans, like over and over again. So every single 
one of my students had, had seen this today. They all talked about it. My wife, when I got home from travel, she, that was one of the first things she said. Did you see the Dan Daniel videos? <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's like, did you see these two kids? Well, she had actually saw it from, uh, my wife's very digital savvy, uh, but she'd actually seen it on Ellen. People were sharing. Oh, wow. So they were, did you see the Ellen spot? I haven't seen it on Ellen. So they got, these kids are, um, they're, they're more composed than many 30-year-olds that I, I, I've known. They were 14 and 15 years old mm-hmm. um, talking about how they did it. It started out on Snapchat of him just doing this every single day. And you can see Daniel reacting to this. He seems kind of embarrassed that his friend's doing it. It's like <laughs> a, a tricky play on your buddy. Um, but he said they were swimmers. And um, he said that he would go around to swim meets and girls, he's like, he knew it'd be a thing when girls just wanted to take their picture with him doing it. Uh-huh. And so he would call, what's his name? Josh. Josh, yeah. So he would call Josh and make Josh do the voice. And everybody would just go nuts <laughs> over this whole thing to go on there. And so, uh, yeah, they had him on Ellen. They were um, really, really great, well-spoken kids um, that, that jumped on it. And they, they, Ellen got one guy a surfboard because they know he's a big surfer. And then the, the Vans Shoe Company stepped in and bought uh, Daniel Vans for Life. Oh, that's um, awesome. <laughs> as well as reacting to the initial tweet that was on there. A couple other brands I saw uh, reacted to it as well, too. But it was just... I, I, it, why do you, why do you think this went I, viral? All right. So, I watched it like 20 times. And I couldn't figure out, like... Why? Part of it, yeah, I know. So, like, you people will share. Remember Target Man, the Target oh, dude, yeah, the like the good-looking Target kid that Alex, every single, I think. yeah, yeah, Alex from Target, whatever his name. Uh, they never underestimate the power of uh, people sharing out stuff of attract. This is why One Direction trends nearly every day on, on Twitter, right? <laughs> so there was like these are very charismatic, cool kids uh, that are going to it. There's just something so that just reminds me of that. The way guys interact with their best friends, like that teasing. Yeah. Like they're making fun yeah, yeah, of them. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but but still, it's just like very, like captured like how I interact uh, with all my buddies. Mm-hmm. That, that's, it's just funny. It's like just reminded me of that. Also, I learned that Stussy is still, like the kids wearing a Stussy shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised that's still around. I, I don't know why this became a meme. Like imagine you were pitching to somebody, you're like, I got this idea for a viral video. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to film this kid going, damn, Daniel, all the time. We'd get killed. We'd be fired in two seconds. Right. But, like, it's for some reason, it was, like, everyone saw it. My wife thought it was the hilarious thing. All my yeah. kids today loved it. Any guess? Why did this meme? Why? Why? I think maybe learn? it's 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 got to be something with that kid's voice, with Josh's yeah. voice. Oh, did, have you seen a picture of him? I haven't seen a picture of like, him. It's not what you thought he looked like. And uh-huh. when he talks, he has a very kind of almost surf. It's not what you thought this kid would look like. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his voice is like, you do a great impression. Maybe, maybe I can create one of these videos. Um, I mean, I think part of it is his voice. It's kind of funny. It's a little, you know, unique when he does it. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, the power of teens. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I watched it 20 times. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And at the end, I was like, why did I just watch this 20 right, times? Right. But it was just so funny. Yeah. There Maybe was some things you can't explain. There was also, I was reading some article where they said it started, I think the creator said it started on Snapchat, but you could see the video I think that took off. I'll look up the number of views here on Twitter, second. right? Yeah. Um, you could tell it was kind of edited. Yeah. Like it wasn't just like a naturally shot video or something that was in there to do it. Right. Because they knew they kind of had a thing that, that was going on there. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting that it started on Snapchat, but then only really... It could be a limitation to Snapchat. You can get right. the cool stuff, but how, how do you grow it? Only really took off uh, when they edited it all together. All right, and we have for you one more 
uh, <laughs> bonus amazing internet that I saw Amit and my team uh, here in Chicago doing uh, right before we walked into the studio to record. What What is that like? Yeah, thing? so this is something that is uh, kind of making the, the waves today. Um, speaking of Snapchat again, um, there's a filter called Snapchat Face Swap. Yep. And uh, what you do is you take uh, like a, a selfie of you and your friend or your coworker together, and the filter will swap the faces yeah. of yeah. Uh, your two. We've seen Reddit do this for a while, right? Yeah. And now you can. It's that like, filters on Snapchat are huge. The unbelievable <laughs> opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this one's just a cool one. We'll be sending out. Uh, a couple of hilarious examples of nice. uh, of our coworkers doing it, yeah. um, and we'll talk a, a bit more about Snapchat filters uh, in a bit. Yeah. Uh, but this is one that's just taking off right now. Yeah, I want to. It's fun. To, I, we saw one of the guys on the team was doing it with his dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was going on there. It's it's. There's something funny with face swaps. They always become this hilarious piece of content uh, that, that goes to share the fact that Snapchat can <laughs> automate it and put it in a nice fun filter uh, is really really cool. All right. On to the news. Let's go with the tech news you need to know. The biggest uh, change, one of the biggest, I think, product changes in Facebook's recent history, maybe since uh, maybe since the, the, the redesign of the newsfeed, is the change to the reaction buttons. And Amit posted an incredible write-up. Uh, it's being hailed by media and colleagues alike that you should all go check out on the Ketchum blog, blog.ketchum.com. Uh, where he breaks it down and breaks it down what it means uh, for marketers. So let's go first, uh, tell, tell us the news, uh, and then we'll analyze this news. What, what was Facebook's reactions? So uh, Facebook reaction Giant dislike button, right? That's what we all wanted. Was a... <laughs> I think when we had uh, this podcast back in October, yeah. we talked about the dislike button. So uh, it's not a dislike button. Um, it, it's these reaction buttons. So Facebook developed um, a way... Um, to incorporate six different uh, reactions um, so that they're like, uh, wow, love. Uh, Can you get all six? Come on. Angry, <laughs> sad. Is that five? That's five. Did I miss one? Like, love, wow, angry, sad. I think that's it. Maybe no, this dude. is five. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Right. <laughs> ha ha. I totally forgot about that one. Okay. So they created six reactions. Um, and uh, just to get to them, you hover over on desktop, yep. the like button, and you hold down like on mobile. Um, <clears throat> I saw an interview with Zuckerberg. They call, I didn't, I've never heard this. They called the UI on mobile a scrub. Oh, wow. heard that? Yeah, no, that, I heard that. It was like that. one of the, or maybe it was one of the engineers talking about it, but like that holding down on mobile and moving, okay. and called it a scrub, huh. which is yeah, something. But yeah, so you hold it down on mobile. And yeah. Then, and then you basically you select um, the, the reaction that you have. Um, so this is not necessarily new news. They kind of broke this, um, that they were going to have this in, um, I think it was like late October last year. It was only in Spain and Ireland. Which we talked about on the time. show. Yeah. Why was that? Why was it the Spain and Ireland again? That yeah, was they, so interesting. they said that people in Spain and Ireland have friends that are mostly contained to those specific countries because they didn't want so weird. You know, all so their friends weird. networks outside. So yeah. I guess they're very close. They yeah. Don't like people outside of their country. I so. don't have any. Spa- <laughs> I have many European friends. Uh, and not, Same here. Not I don't Spanish have any Irish. Over there. Yeah. Um, okay, so they finally released this globally um, earlier this week. Um, so the the initial reaction was, um, you know, brands are going to get uh, the angry bombs 
you know, sure. to, to smithereens on all their content. Yeah. Um, just looking at kind of how the reactions are being used, I think um, it's finally that great outlet to give a different kind of reaction than a simple like, you know. Yep. They're so already, it seems so natural just using it for two days when, um, you know, just for example, uh, I posted something about the lack of snow that was here in Chicago, um, a hilarious Simpsons video, and then you posted that you were angry about that because your flight got delayed from New York back to Chicago. You know, you never would have liked that before, right? You were frustrated. You were stuck in New York. You couldn't get back home. Um, But now you had that outlet to give your angry button. So finally, finally, right. So having the reactions there is awesome. You know, I think it's natural. And I think the reactions, the emojis that they use to display those are perfect for global yep. use. They, there was a great article on Fast Company Design uh, where they interviewed the product designer who came up with this. I really I really think this is a, a moment where we're not going to remember what it was like to use Facebook without this. It's yeah. almost like Newsfeed. Newsfeed yep. was not a thing for many years. Um, and so they talked about the way that people did this. This is a great article. One of the first things, the, there were two things they were trying to do. They, they were trying to figure out what are the reactions they would use and then how people would kind of input it and consume it. This is from the Fast Company Design article. And the way they kind of got about this was interesting. They looked at the the sticker posts um, mm-hmm. that people use in there. Those are little things that you can put on there uh, with the hearts and the eyes and all this stuff. Um, so they looked at in, in anonymously in, in an aggregate. They looked at which stickers were being used the most often mm-hmm. and then some of the most searched terms for stickers. And this is what informed those huh. six emotions. The other thing that... I think it's really cool about this solution is that they had they have what 1.6 billion uh, users now in hundreds of languages, um, and they kind of now had to figure out what are the six universally applicable things. And from what I understand, every single country got the same yeah. six emotions. So these uh, Facebook has decided that we as a universe or we as a, a species ha- are, are most united in these six emotions. I think there were two in the test. There was yeah, there yeah. was yay. And um, I think there was confused. Yay and confused. Yeah, they were yeah. down to eight. This says fast company. Design. And I yay. think for yay, people kind of were defaulting to love. Yep. And I, I feel like uh, what did I read? When yeah. confused, basically people used it once and then they like yeah. just didn't use it again. Yeah. They are fast company says confused was used so rarely that it didn't make sense to include it given the cognitive load adding additional reactions has. Which is fancy thing for people who are confused about confused. confused. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so it was kind of like, and then Yay was just too too just uh, to do it. Uh, the article then goes on to talk about how the illustrations. They have a whole bunch of uh, different ones they kind of came up with uh, about like I think the original love. Uh, you know, they had all these different ones that go out there. Um, they, they have like the the tears coming from the eyes. Uh, was I think a big insight that they had for sadness, like like how do you do that? It needs to be more than just a frowny face. You must actually be crying right. uh, in order to go do there. And so great, great kind of article with how they came up with it. If you're interested in learning more uh, about how they go on there, and then it was just all about how they they kind of got to the way of doing it and that whole scrub uh, thing we were talking about hovering over. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been kind of cool uh, when they go to do it. I'll tell you just an anecdote about why I think this was so important. So my colleague and I were riding up in a car uh, to go see one of our clients this weekend when it rolled out, and I had posted something about it on mobile, and I had seen uh, right away 
that people were liking it and then also adding other reactions. And I was not on my browser. It was just on my phone. The app hadn't fully rolled out to my phone and I couldn't see what they were doing. Hmm. It was eating me alive in that 45 minutes over there to fire up a browser and see what those other reactions were. Mm -hmm. Part because I was interested, but I just, I was dying to see how people were using it. Mm -hmm. Like it was just kind of like, I was like, what, what, what are they doing? Are they loving? All I could see was, it would say like a mitt and seven others reacted to it, but I couldn't see what it Which was. Which reaction? And it was, it was a very, very serious kind of thing there. It's also, I've really enjoyed seeing people's content and thinking about what is the, what, how do I want to kind of post it and be different on there? The other thing, you know, when people sadly have to share sad news on there, you'll see you know, people, the death of a dog, let's say. Right. A uh, very sad moment, something you see shared often on Facebook. And you see people craft the content very carefully because they know that you can't click a sad button. So it used to be like this kind of, you, you would have to uh, celebrate their life. Right. I think this is going to change the way people are inputting content into Facebook now that they know they can elicit these reactions in mm-hmm. people. You're going to write people and then also in companies, sure. But uh, people, you're going to write and be able to express yourself more clearly, knowing that you don't have to be a like bait for for all your friends. Right. And as a consumer of that content, then you don't have to feel heartless yeah. that you didn't engage with yeah. a piece of kind of emotionally sad, yeah. you know, piece of content there. Um, anecdotally, have you, in the couple of days that it's been out, have you seen uh, more reactions to just normal content good, that you post. That's interesting. I um, I feel like I've seen more. Just in general, across in all general. your feed. I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about the analytics yeah. behind it for, for brands, but I feel like I've seen more people interact yeah. with content than yeah. I normally would. Well, it's, it's no secret that everything I post on Facebook is either pictures of my kids or stuff I uh, borrow from Reddit. Uh, so and I can never predict like what gets, what's going to get a whole stuff I think is absolutely hilarious. I get so angry that my <laughs> friends aren't liking it. And then sometimes, you know, I get massive amounts of one. So it's hard to even tell for me what gets, uh, why I, I don't understand the people I'm friends with and what ticks their boat. But, um, it, I, I do see it across a lot of everyone else's pages. I'm kind of interested, um, like, um, uh, on what people are, are kind of putting on there. I always like to drill down kind of into it. Um, and we're especially on. I'm starting to see on some of these sponsored posts. We're looking at one right now from a company called Loop. Um, and then I just see kind of all their stuff broken down. There's something about seeing these icons and the distribution of why people like things that that's so interesting. It's like it's like really neat to kind of uh, see the the stuff that goes on there. So I, it'll be hard to tell. I know we're all obviously watching for any upticks and engagement that go on there. Mm-hmm. Now the question becomes, how will you be able to advertise? against these. What are you thinking? Yeah. So at least currently, um, and this is, you know, one thing that I definitely think is going to change, you know, in the, in the not so uh, distant future here. Um, right now, Facebook doesn't differentiate between the responses, um, uh, between a, a different reaction yeah. uh, on the back end of the ad platform. Yeah. So every reaction, whether it's a like or a wow or a sad or an angry, is basically considered a like yep. in the ad platform. So only in the because we're seeing an insights stuff pop yeah. up differently, but not in ad. Platform. In the insights panel, if you click on a piece of branded content, if you're a, a, a page admin, yeah. um, in the insights panel, you do you can see how the reactions are broken yeah, out. Okay. But if you export um, yep. That data in in the uh, insights 
uh, panel, yep. then it's all just aggregated yep. under likes. Yep. Um, also within the ad manager, all of these reactions are also just considered likes as yep. well. So um, if you're, say, posting uh, a piece of content that's getting a bunch of angries yeah. that you totally say it was, the creative totally fell flat and people are posting angry about it, um, right now that's considered a like. So I think that's something that you know we're going to have to... Uh, they just wanted to get it out. Right? Yeah, I think they wanted to get it out. But I mean... Yep. Um, you know, right now it's a little bit of a dicey situation yep. for brands. Like, are they going to continue? Are these people that, you know, put angry on your post, are right. they still going to get promoted yep. posts? And look at it through a company's point of view. They're paying Facebook to have somebody get upset at them. That would right. make me angry as an advertiser, right? Right. Uh, why even bother advertising on Facebook? You're just going to have people get angry at you. What I hope they can do, and I, we came to this insight today talking about it uh, in class one of my students is uh, does communications for a state center here in Illinois, and was we were looking at their insights and saw uh, a whole bunch of angries related to things. Now, because this person is a politician, um, they weren't angry about the person's views; they were angry about the types of content this was sharing. That this issue is making them angry. It is actually a valuable thing for them to target to go after the people that are angry. Like so I'm running against you as a politician. Yep. People are cl- clicking angry yeah. on your posts yep. uh, or on your type of content. Me, I have diametrically opposed but, views. I would target your that would angry be, people. That would be one. Okay, let's take a hypothetical politician at a state level. They are putting something out there about uh, delays at the state level to fund local education. Okay. They are doing that to advance their own local education views. They can put out a piece of content that talks about how uh, there are delays at the state level and people are going to be angry about that, Mm -hmm. right? That is not necessarily negative to the politician. They are firing at their constituency. I see. It is of a value add for that person to target those people who have clicked angry versus a brand that maybe puts something out there and gets completely ripped by all these people paying angry. Uh They would wish to exclude Uh the angers that go on there. I hope they let us say include all wows, include people who have never clicked it, or exclude these people uh, that go on there. I mean, there's definitely a ton of targeting capabilities with this uh, and definitely a unique point of view beyond, you know, just brands. Um, You know, definitely very interesting to to see. I think what we're going to see for sure – is that we're going to see better Facebook content for yeah, brands. Yeah, yeah. I think we have to. Yep. I mean, I'm, And I think that we've already started going down that path yep. um, for a while. But I think with this, with these types of reactions that we're now able to, to express, yep. we're going to see better Facebook content. Yep. We're going to see that content that elicits maybe more emotion. Yep. Um, or it could elicit that anger if, yep. if that's something that you wanted to get across. Yep. Um, so I, I definitely think we're going to see more that way. Um, I, I think brands are definitely going to have to monitor yeah. what is what type of content is drawing positive uh, reactions versus yeah. negative reactions. And yeah. I think there's a whole content strategy that you can now yeah. – uh, you know, draw upon just because of these reactions. Yep, yeah, getting a love or getting a wow, or even for some brands, getting a haha uh, right. would be kind of kind of the ideal uh, to go there. But I, I really think that we're in a time where we're not going to remember what Facebook was like before this. It's going to be such. I think it was a great product move by them. 
whenever we can go back in the history of Facebook's product moves and people lose their collective minds whenever Facebook <laughs> changes anything and then we all just get on with life because Facebook's so uh, invaluable to us. So I'm betting it's going to stay on forever. All right. Next piece of news. Um, this was something uh, my students went nut for. I thought it was uh, ridiculously clever on Snapchat's part. And uh, my students and some of the other uh, kids these days that I talked to, they absolutely love using Snapchat's filters. You talked about the face swap one earlier, ones you can do for various uh, other events. For a period of time, Snapchat had offered those out to companies, uh, to brands, uh, to buy a custom one uh, where you could do, uh, you know, They were really take expensive too, Yeah, right? I think I saw, I don't want to quote wrong. Was it? In the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, to be the thing on it. It was funny, though. My students didn't mind it. They thought if it were neat and it were funny, they would totally go on to do this. Okay. So Snapchat takes this one step further and now allows you to set a custom uh, geo filter for uh, a particular area. So geo being location-specific, filter being the foreground that you can put in front of a picture you take uh, that go on there. So most practical example for this is, say, uh, you're having a local festival at, at your church or community area. You create a Snapchat filter with the little logo for whatever it is you're doing, and then people within that one-block area can then take their snaps and have their, their thing kind of be in front of it. Basic, basic way to use it. Uh, we saw TechCrunch reported. They went ahead and, and went about and uh, created their own for their particular office. They say what's neat is they say it starts at $5, uh-huh. which is I, I, We were talking with a bunch of the students today, and they're like, yeah, my sorority is totally going to do this the next time we have a thing. Like, that would be so cool to have, like, a little custom one on there. The trick is that you do have to get it approved by Snapchat. Uh, uh, TechCrunch did this, and TechCrunch did it on launch day. And they said it took about five minutes for them to kind of get it approved. Uh, the, the steps are that you can go to snapchat.com slash on demand or on slash demand. Uh, and you go there and they have templates. If you're not good at the Photoshop, then you should do that. And you can kind of design uh, your own one. You have to then upload it them to them for approval. That approval takes five minutes. And then you choose your dates and kind of draw a location uh, around it. Uh, right from there, you get and you get to go ahead and play with it and have it go out there. How long is the? Did they say how long That's, the filter is active? It is. It depends. I'm guessing they're moving to some dynamic algorithm. The specific article that TechCrunch gave is they drew one around their building, did it for one month for two hundred dollars, hmm. which is not. I mean, that's not bad. I'm guessing it's going to be. Uh, algorithm, algorithmically driven by the size of the location, the various right. I, you would expect as one bids for keywords for ones to be. You can you can imagine Lollapalooza right outside our office. Probably going to be in high demand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which, which is as it should be. Let right. the market determine the value of that ad unit. Um, and then also, I timing. So TechCrunch did their offices in San Francisco, I believe there, and uh, it was two hundred bucks to do it. So it's uh, any. Any event you have, you should do this, period. <clears throat> if you are a millennial brand, uh, you should absolutely do this. The People love using the Snapchat filters. Do it. Cool. Don't don't spam your stuff <laughs> out there, right? But it, it is so interesting. And it's it's interesting that they're, they have the technology to build your own. You don't yeah. have to work with their sales team. You got to get it approved or whatever, but you don't put anything dirty in there and you'll be fine, right? So it, just to, to kind of put it in there to do it. So this is – you're doing an event, do it. Right. Like it's so cheap to do it yeah. uh, and, and get it out there uh, to go. 
Uh, next one we saw. So we got we've covered Facebook, we've covered Snapchat. I can't believe <laughs> that the number three company we're talking about, Google. Google made it third on our list. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a pretty significant product development from Google uh, yeah. that we heard in their ad platform. What was the news from Google? Yeah, if if you've used Google, um, I have. You know, in the past, um, kind of from the from the the early days, uh, and you know how they make money. Um, it's through ads. I, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. Um, but what they have done is that they've removed the right rail ads from right the rail, the right, the, on the, on the, so the, the ad, the Google AdWords yep. that you would no- typically see on the right hand yep. gotcha. side yep. of your desktop. Yep. Um, those are now gone Yep. and, um, those are now being replaced with, uh, an additional ad. I think they used to have three that were at the top the t- huh. And now there's going to be four. And yep. they say that that is going to be there for what they consider highly commercial yeah. queries. So yeah. a highly commercial query would be something like hotels in yeah. New York City. I always right? use the example, for some reason, mesothelioma lo- lawyers in Chicago. Is it when we looked up that's a thing? Price, yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a highly, highly competitive word. It's niche, but it is one that, that's out there, those, those super, super specific ones. Um, so, yeah, so the. The, the one difference here is what we're seeing is is that Google is now um, combining the look and feel of their desktop yep. and their mobile to one. Um, those results are going to be more similar. Um, so, yeah, we're just kind of seeing the unification yep. of these two platforms. Yep. It's a big change from desktop, but... Um, you know, we're, we're seeing mobile kind of yep. take over now. I was trying to follow the money on this, right? If you go and look at it, we did that search and there was nothing but blank real estate on that right side. It wasn't like they were loading fancy banner ads or anything. It was just a string of text. So they're decreasing the amount of real estate they can, they can do and consolidate it in there. So I'm trying to figure out how this makes money for Google. So what I can speculate and reasonably infer is that for these highly effective ones, they were realizing that nobody was clicking on that stuff. Yeah, and exactly. I think this is supported by, you see, if you can look at eye tracking studies of how people view Google and their face goes to the top. And it's almost like we've been uh, hiddenly trained to avoid all that stuff on the right. <laughs> and so nobody's clicking on it, right? So if you can reduce the amount of real estate or the amount of inventory, as mm-hmm. you would, you can justify charging a higher price for it, exactly. knowing that it would get more clicks and like not overwhelm the user. So I'm, I'm right. guessing that's what they've, I mean, they're data to back everything they do. Exactly, um, yeah. yeah. So it was an interesting change for them. Um, I think it will impact us right away. I, I expect for those highly competitive terms, I'm guessing, I'm guessing they're getting more expensive. Yeah, the prices have got I mean, to yeah. go up. Yeah. But at the same time- They're probably going to be more effective. Though. Yeah. Anyways, so- Most of us have done SEM for quite some time now. We know- those best words, we can get to a reasonable ROI on them. So if they're making it better and right. I can spend my money more effectively, this is good for everyone involved, right. including Google. A, a pretty big product change for them uh, to take those ads uh, out of there. Ben, what uh, what's next up on the list? Next, I thought this was a um, really interesting article. I'm <clears throat> obsessed with, you know, there's the measurement of what gets attention or views on the internet versus what is shared. 
And you know, one of the key tenants we always talk about is shared media. What is it that makes people click that share button, right? So what Facebook did is they took a look at, you know, you typically see what's the most popular story and people will measure the number of views on a story. But what uh, New York Times did, New York Times did, they did they did their 20 most shared Facebook stories of 2015. So this is a list of stories that were uh, the most shared on by the New York, uh, by users of the New York Times site. Um, so the number one uh, story, uh, you can imagine the New York Times, what I found most interesting about this is that the New York Times is the pinnacle of journalism. Like that's <laughs> where, you know, I, I would suspect if you w- would love to work if you were a, a, a top tier author, or a top tier journalist, and you read some of these ones that are on there, the number one story, start thinking about it, Facebook users, think of everything, or uh, listeners, start thinking about everything that happened last year, all the stuff you saw in the New York Times. Got an idea of what it is? It was all about Cecil the Lion, the number one story. And it was an opinion piece. It was an opinion piece um, said in Zimbabwe, we don't cry for lions. Uh, the number two one on there, and this was like, it, this is written like a freaking BuzzFeed headline. I was going to say, this right? reminds read me of the, a BuzzFeed article. Right? Okay, so read, the, read this headline. Uh, the headline is, to fall in love with anyone, do this. Do what? You may be asking. <laughs> I have listener. to click on right. it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like New York Times is now clickbaiting stuff. Um, but it is. But it was one of those ones uh, that get people uh, to go and doing it. Uh, lots of other ones, and it's funny because you think New York Times spends a lot of money on original reporting. They have people uh, on the ground uh, capturing all, all this stuff in person. But these articles are written almost as opinion pieces, as research pieces. I'm guessing, I'm speculating that they take a lot less money to produce than that original on-site reporting. Uh, the third one was screen addiction is taking a toll on children. You can imagine why everybody, it's something I Save the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think of I'm the incredibly, I love, I, my, my child's mind has been opened uh, with the iPad. It is something I monitor extremely closely, but I also still am very liberal with technology, so I also feel like it's important, but I would share that, yes, the, the idea of uh, screen addiction. Bunch of other opinion things, a bunch of things that are on there. It's a fascinating look at, at one of the top publishers and, and what people are sharing on there and kind of what that says uh, about the science uh, of how we share things. I think you're kind of seeing that just in media in general. People want opinions more and more. You see it on there's more talk shows. There's the way the political rhetoric is going. You know, it's getting more and more extreme. I think people are reacting you, and sharing You said opinion. You said an interesting the way you phrased that was interesting. You said people want opinions more and more. Yeah. I think from a demand side, that is true. This is almost, when when you look at the metric, the metric is shares. You don't share something because you want it. It's almost like when I share something, I'm trying to express myself. Right. Right? So it, it's like this weird, it's almost like what are we pushing out? What are we trying to tell our social networks about ourselves um, when we say to fall in love with anyone or uh, like you could expect that somebody sharing the screen addiction is taking toll on our children. That's a way to say about myself is I am a technology parent, but I am concerned about my children. Right. Like, you know, whether or not people want if They didn't. What they don't say is how many people clicked on this, right. how many visitors it got. It was more uh, an expression of the stuff that we're um, putting out there to go do, which is a really interesting metric yeah. to, to kind of measure it. Yeah, totally. All right. Okay. Uh my still one of my favorite platforms. I don't care what people say. Let's get on to uh, Twitter made some major changes this week. And we'll, we'll talk in the middle, go into the changes they made. But the reason for all this is they announced earnings 
and their measurement of users uh, called monthly active users or MAUs uh, dropped for what I can believe to tell from looking at the data I've seen dropped for the first time ever. It dropped from 307 to 305, so a tiny drop. Million users. Yeah, 2 yeah. million users. 300, yeah. 307 people. On <laughs> they dropped from 307 million to 305 million, a drop of 2 million users. Small, but if you were an investor, you would expect a tech company. Facebook has grown users for 12 years now. Right. Right? And okay. this, yeah, the first time users had dropped, we've yes. seen quarter after quarter of user growth slowing. Yep. But it was still growing. Yep. This is the first time that it, it's dropped. Yep, yep, yep. So not only, yeah, it has actually gone negative. So they made three, I think, interesting timelines or interesting cha- changes to the product because it is still an intimidating product. My mom got on Facebook. She was able to use it and <laughs> love every single picture of my kids right away. Uh, you take her to Twitter and it's a bunch of bit.ly's hashtags and at replies. Confusing, <laughs> right? So what, what are the things they're trying to do uh, to maybe ameliorate that uh, uh, user growth? Yeah, the, the first one is uh, the, the how you view the timeline. So it's an algorithmic timeline now. So, yep. um, you know, typically whenever you would go into into Twitter, um, you would see here are the tweets uh, of that moment. Um, if you hadn't logged on for, you know, two hours, three hours, whatever tweets were um, were, were sent during that timeline or during that time yep. uh, of, of your followers, you just missed them. Yep. And that made it hard. You felt like you were kind of like missing out on content. Yep. So they introduced the while you were away yep. uh, feature yep. uh, a few quarters ago. And now um, they've introduced the algorithmic timeline. Yep. So now when you log in, it's a little bit more like Facebook. So yep. the content uh, that gets uh, the most engagements yep. is going to rise to the top yep. of your newsfeed, Just, regardless yep. of when you yep. kind of log in. Yep. So um, that's kind of the big one there. Yeah. And they've, that's a dramatic change. A long time coming, do you think? Should I they think have... it's probably yeah. a bit overdue at this point. Yep. But um, I think it's going to be I, – I think for all the power users – um, you know, they're going to, they're going to have a, a lot of blowback and, you know, they liked how the, the, the real time nature of yep. Twitter was, uh, I think it, it's just too difficult for people to, um, to get on board that yep. haven't, that, that are not power users. So yep. I think this is a, a good change. Um, don't know if it'll fix all the problems that they have, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. Yep. 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 Uh, the second one that they changed was... Uh, back in the early days of Twitter, yes. if you would at reply someone, yep. um, you would see that at reply even if you didn't. You follow. start at in the user's name, no matter what. That if those are the first parts of your tweet. Yep. If I followed Ben and if yep. Ben at replied somebody, I would see, see that at reply. Yep. Even I could if I be didn't... talking to some dude I play a video game. Exactly. Yeah. So it became a lot of like noise yep. as the platform grew. Um, so then you could only see that at reply if you followed both of those people. Yep. So that was a little bit better. Um, but the downside was, what if you wanted to write a tweet um, that you wanted everyone to see, uh, that um, you wanted to start the tweet with the person's handle? Yeah. So you would kind of be in a sticky situation yeah. there. Um, and what people have, what again, the power users have figured out was if you put a period Right in front of the at sign. Just one pixel. One, Yeah, one yeah. character yeah. right in front of the at sign. You were able to send out that tweet to yeah. everyone. Yeah. Everyone could see it. Yeah. So it was kind of like a hack 
yeah. uh, uh, using this period. And I may again, use air quotes on hack, everybody. <laughs> hack. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, to, to get this, uh, to get everyone to view this tweet, um, but again, only power users would know it. Yeah, and it looks awkward. Yep. Um, when confuses you send it my out, mom. Confu- she would ever go. Yeah, it's yep. just confusing. Facebook doesn't have this yep. type of problem. Yep. So what they're doing is that they're going to fix this dot problem. Yep. Um, and they're going to allow people to be able to start. So, sending so wait. So when like handle. if you're spouting off to one of your college buddies, I want to see what you post. I don't follow, but they're they're going to let me see. Is that going to go back to the original problem? Where I think. We- I haven't actually I haven't seen it roll out yeah. yet. Um I think they're gonna allow you to choose huh. do you wanna send it out to yeah. everyone or okay, do you, okay. want, you know, just that person yep. to see it. That's cool. That's cool. And then one final one uh that they had on there, they announced a new uh, product. Uh, they're calling that product first view. They announced this uh beginning of the month. Um this is almost like the uh, one of their big products for years has been the promoted trend where you are the number one trend on there. This is almost like the promoted trend of timeline in that you become the first thing people see. Now they've had promoted tweets show up for a while where, where it's located uh, in there. But what they are saying here is that for a 24 hour takeover period uh, is what they say. Um, you get uh, that most valuable advertising real estate. When users first visit the Twitter app or log into twitter.com, the top ad slot in the timelines will be a promotional video. Video, they were very specific to say, from that brand. Uh, now marketers can tell a powerful story across the Twitter audience. So from what I'm reading of this, they, you get that 24-hour exclusive. It's a video. You can better imagine if you're debuting something or you're making an ad buy with the launch of a commercial. I would want my thing to be on there. I would want right. everything to kind of go uh, hit it to, to be at once. It's interesting they made it video only too. There's something they're reading in. Uh, I think, to, you know, it, if, if you've ever worked with a promoted trend. Yeah. Uh, I think the big problem with the trend was people would see the promoted trend yep. on this on this uh, left hand rail and nobody would click on it. Yeah. Yep. Or you know, a fraction yeah. of people would actually click on it. Yeah. And then as again, a small fraction would then actually engage with it. Yeah. So it took a lot of work yeah. to engage with something that costs a marketer a lot of money. Yeah. Um yeah. so I think this is probably a good way of uh again Maybe going back yeah. to a, to what Facebook was doing, and yeah. you know, you can buy like some premium real estate, um, you know, for a twenty four hour period. I yeah. haven't seen anything on cost of this yet, so I, I haven't seen it. I looked at a bunch of articles to kind of go on there, so I, I bet you could expect it to be as much as a promoted trend. You're putting a video in that top spot; yeah. it should be huge. But I think it's a pretty good product. Yeah, uh, getting that that first launch out there, you have. A great visual story you want to tell it uh, to kind of everybody. I think it's a good product. Yeah. This is going to fix Twitter's problems. TBD. I don't know, man. I still <laughs> use it all the time. I, I love it. Like, But I'm just using it for different things. Yeah, now. you I use it for different things. I, I, Twitter's great for live events. Yeah. No question about yeah. it. Um, I think they're definitely making changes to make it easier to use. This, yeah. Okay. So you, you're for the algorithmic timeline, I want to go there to watch the Oscars. Like now I'm not going to be able to sync up to it. It's going to be... All out of order? Kind of want to watch this live. I think, yeah, for a, for a period, it's going to be kind of out of order. If you if you uh, pull down and hit yeah. a refresh, then it goes back to okay. live. So yeah, users can control how they Correct. want to see the experience. Again. All right. Well, that'll be cool. We will test it out at the Oscars uh, this weekend and <laughs> report back. 
Thanks, everybody, for listening uh, to As Seen on Internet, episode 13. I uh, want to remind you, as always, uh, if you could, please do omit and myself a favor by going to iTunes uh, in where you would subscribe or in search for As Seen on Internet uh, and leave us a five-star review if you can. It really helps get the show rankings up. A uh, comment would also be nice. Drop us a line. Let us know how you're doing. Uh, let us know what we could cover and would be interesting. Uh, so I am Ben Foster. With me, as always, is Amit Wadera. And we are signing off for now. Uh, we will see you guys next time. <laughs>